Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show with four guys from around the country talking sports, having some beers, and looking ahead to next week. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Shea Brewer from Portland, Oregon, although he's in the bayou this week. Was down at a friend's wedding, and I don't think he heads back to what, Shea, tomorrow? Uh, head back on Tuesday. On Tuesday. All right, well, let's go around the horn and see what happened this weekend. Bill, I know the weather's been pretty much perfect down where you're at. If uh, high 60s, low 70s is perfect, right? Yeah, we finally got there. The, uh, the heat wave is broken. The humidity <laughs> is going down. Uh, people were complaining because it was 59 degrees and we teed off this morning at the golf course <laughs> talking about bringing long pants next week. I said, you're, you're nuts. It's beautiful. This is perfect. So I had a great, um, great time working on a new swing. And Sean, you know what that means. It means the day didn't go well, but I stuck with it. I didn't uh, revert back to old form. I'm just going to power through it. Cause what's, when I the, what's hit, the origin of the new swing? Did you take a lesson well, or did you? No, uh, I, I, you know what, at the, uh, that one of those events I was at last week, they had the uh, track man there and they videotape you from the front and the side. <laughs> And when I saw my, you swing, didn't like what you saw. I did yeah. not like what I saw. So there were people who said, "No, don't videotape me. I don't want to know what it looks like because it will cause a concern." And and Sean, you know, I have a really flat swing. My hands are really low. There's no extension whatsoever. And so I'm working really hard on extending them and getting them, you know, at least ear high, kind of up. And then it drops back down on the slot when I come down. But I was just staying in that slot the whole way. And I thought, let's just get it up a little bit, a little more power. And yep. I hit a, you know, I had like a six iron today that I, I pured about a hundred and close to 170. And that's way beyond my distance. But right. part of it was, it was a new swing. So, well, you know, if you, if you think about Iron Byron, the, 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 the swing doesn't change. The slot just moves. Right? Yeah, it I mean, just moves. Chink, chink. Yeah, yeah, it goes, starts here and goes there. So, so instead of here, it's going to be here a little bit. And, that's all. you know, yeah. And if you can, you know, that a couple extra inches of, of extension, is, that's a whole lot more swing force. That's a whole lot more club head speed at the bottom without yep. having to really try and generate it, right? Just so that's that was a, a challenge. So was, where was your misses, right or left? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> no, mostly left, to be brutally honest. Mostly left, because you were just and, and, yeah. I was coming, you know, coming over hands the top. coming through closed. Yeah, and I and I and I'm, I'm, I think uh, you know I when I hit those great shots, I was definitely coming from the inside. The divots look great. So it's, it, you know, I'm just too old to be doing this, but I was, I just hated the way I looked and I know I'm not yeah. that old yet. So. Well, and let's admit that the tough part is it's not like you're out on the range four days a week, you know, I, I never go to the range. So it's like, I'm just giving up two or three rounds, you know, to just keep working on it. Yep. Um, so it, it's, it's all good. So that, that was my weekend. Good. Bill or Todd, how about you? I understand you got some new hardware in the house. I do, man. So, um, Elta, which is the Atlanta Lawn and Tennis Association, uh, been a member since 2000. Um, but we, yeah, we, there were city finals this weekend. Um, our squad made it and uh, we won. So it was, it was kind of fun. Um, thank you. Thank you. So I moved to Atlanta in 2000. Um, back in 05, uh, won our team, my team won city, city finals. And I was like, oh, man, this is the first of many. This is, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be collecting plates. And here it is 14 years later, right? Got, got another one. So um, a little older, a little, a little more gray in the beard. Um, so I'm, I'm, I definitely appreciate this one a little more than I did, did the other one. So me and my partner were the fives line. So we, were the, 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 we would have been the anchor, uh, the deciding uh, match if it got there. But it didn't even get there. We, so three we singles one. and two doubles? Is that what it is? No, it's all doubles for uh, – for, um, for Elta, USTA is is two singles and three doubles. So, so not not that they're good. listening, Todd. But why don't you give a shout out to your boys on your team, really quick? Just first names. 
Oh gosh, man. Okay, so uh, we had Mike and Mike Lamb and Cam Teeter playing one lines. They won in three sets. Uh, they lost the first set, and then and then won the, the last two. Um, Gary Woods and Mike Higgs rolled at twos. It was six two six one, and um, reminds me of the Green Mile. Roll on two. Yeah. <laughs> guy and 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 one of the guys was pissed. He's like, "Damn, this is too easy." And I'm like, "Hey, you won city finals, right? Get get over it. Um, it's good." <laughs> and then uh, Kevin, Kevin and um, and Murph Lucian, a father-son team. Um, Murph plays at uh, Berry College in Rome. Um, so he's actually playing uh, uh, small small college tennis, and him and his dad uh, are rolled. Um, we had Grant and, gosh, who was playing fours? Um, I'm just drawing a blank. But they were on the court 3-2, uh, and they were pulled off the court. Once you win uh, three matches, that's it. And then my partner, Mike Antonio, and I were, were ready to play at fives. So. Um, yeah, cool. Winning Mirror A6 uh, tennis team city champs 2019. Yeah. Congratulations. So it was fun. That was, that was the bulk of my weekend and watched a lot of uh, really good sporting events. So I'm sure we'll, we'll dive deep into uh, here real quick. So Yeah. Shale, All right, man. Give us a little breakdown on, on NOLA. That, uh, the, I'm guessing the state was probably a little electric yesterday evening. Oh, it was a perfect <laughs> primer for today. Um, Sean, make sure you get the screenshot of our uh, of our podcast before we who leave. Did, who dat? As you can see, I'm wearing Jay? my uh, my <laughs> weed at. Weed at. With, with the Falcon, uh, with my Falcon on, ah. on hey, the sweatshirt here. Hey, Shay, we went out. We go nine and seven. We'll, I think we get in the playoffs. Oh, boy. Right. You know, we talked about it last week. We haven't played a division game yet. We can still win the division. One and own the division, baby. One and own the division. That was a no, big win for Atlanta. That was a big win against a good Saints team, right? I was actually referencing more of the LSU win, but uh, but it's <laughs> well, been a pretty yeah, pretty that, good time for the state of Louisiana the last forty eight hours. Oh, it was a perfect primer. I got in on uh, I got in on Wednesday. Got to catch a two lane game. Uh, was fortunate enough to be able to go by and watch one of their uh, two lane basketball practices on Thursday. Uh, LSU was able to pull off the big victory yesterday, and uh, mm. my Falcons were able to. Uh, bring things back to earth here in new orleans on sunday nice. and shout out to your friend who got was did you know both the people that got married or just the just the bride i did so Brittany and lewis Brittany and lewis got married on saturday uh thankfully it was a six o'clock wedding uh nice central time so i was able to finish the lsu alabama game before going to a to a catholic wedding so Oh, you had the. Those you are had the quick. Hour, those are really short. Those kind of weddings, right? That hour long mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And she, of all the days, she picks the LSU Alabama game in mm. New Orleans. Wow! I, I imagine well, the uh, game was in, the game was in Tuscaloosa, so that was a that was a plus. Okay, uh, that helped. I was gonna say, I imagine there may have been a, a, a financial gain by having it um, that day, right? Maybe not a lot of weddings going on uh, that day in in Louisiana. Who knows? <laughs> I tell you what, it wasn't a lot of hotel rooms. That's for sure. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Saints in town, and uh, so. Uh, guys, for me, it was uh, kind of a quiet weekend. I uh, just got a lot of work done, Bill. I'll, I'll you know, uh, building that presentation for next week. Your hunting presentation? My hunting presentation. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's been a big one. It was for a guy who's never been hunting. I think, yeah, I, I reached out to a, a buddy of mine who's hey. a big fisherman, and I, I ran some things. I'm going to have to have a disclaimer at the beginning saying some of the information may not be exactly accurate. I, just, I don't want people to get lost in the uh, – I'm going for big picture metaphors versus the actual uh, – yeah carbines and uh and and um what's the what's the the gauge of a shotgun yep. or something like that sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what that you sound good you're, you're ready to go <laughs> <laughs> but my slide deck bill went for like 156 up to two 
32, I think, is where I'm at right now. Wow. Hey, hey, Carp, why don't you, uh, why don't you brag about a milestone you hit this weekend? Oh, yeah. It's going to be in my, uh, my, my Monday morning match tomorrow. But uh, yesterday, Bill, was my 1,000th meditation session. Wow, consecutive. 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 1,000 yeah. in a row, yeah. So yeah, more than, yeah, I've done more than 1,000. Uh, Todd's actually logged more minutes than I have, but I've okay. kept my streak going 1,000. I'm at, I'm at 17, Bill. I'm at 17, my run. <laughs> today I'm at 1,000, 1,001. Uh, what happened 17 days ago, Todd, that you, uh, you couldn't get to it? So uh, <laughs> reel me in, Sean, but um, Sean and I actually had this conversation. I was up to, I want to say, yeah, I was up to like 300 and something. Okay. And I actually had a conversation with Sean. It became... I felt I was losing out on the benefit of meditation because I was just chasing the number. And I felt like I wasn't actually, I wasn't actually getting quality. I would wake up and say, I got, I have to do it today. And my kind of half, half asked it, pardon my French heart wasn't always in it. So I kind of gave up on the idea of the run streak. And um, so I'll take days off here or there, but I think the quality for me has gone way up. I think Sean, you just have a different approach and that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. But literally I felt like I was chasing a number and I was, wasn't benefiting from the legit experience of it. Yeah, but again, look, that was just me. I'm no Cal Ripken, but there, there were some days that I just went in for the first two innings and then was it was quickly to get out, you know, um, to, to get the street going. But it's funny, Todd, you know how each day there's like the little quote of something mm-hmm. that was mentioned in the, and, and I don't know if you saw when I sent it to you, but it says when the body and mind are in the same place at the same time, something magical happens, but it takes mm-hmm. consistent practice to get there. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, that's kind of anything that you're going to do. Consistency is such a big piece of it. So, and free uh, plug, what's the app, Sean? Uh, it's called Headspace. Headspace. And it's Andy Pudicum is the voice. I, you know, you hear his voice now, Todd. And I don't know if you saw, if you watched that little TED talk I sent you, but if you get a chance tonight, you'll love it. It's just so spot on. Um, uh, but you'll enjoy it. So, guys, let's talk some sports. We had a great weekend of sports. Really great week. I mean, it, it's that time of year where the, the MAC, the Mid American Conference starts playing their games mm. on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. It. Ohio and plays Tuesdays, right? Yep. We had a big happens. game on Friday where UCF went down to, to two and seven Tulsa. Um, <laughs> Look at the, the glee, the two Florida boys. <laughs> no, even worse, and Shay, you'll like this. Um, we're, we're down to, to several shares in my little pool that I do. So we did a three team parlay, only money line of double digit, double digit. Favorite should be an easy hit. We make a little, we, we earn some shares and stay alive. UCF was one of our, uh, one of our 17 and a half point favorite, though. 17 and a half point favorite money line. It's an easy win. Easy By the way, win. there's no such thing as the easy no, win. No, there isn't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So anyway, that's why I uh, pull my head in my hands. Go ahead. Yep. So let's, uh, where should we start? Let's, 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 let's. Let's reward Shay for jumping on with us after a busy weekend. Let's, let's start with some basketball. Uh, I want to start with college basketball because we, we kind of kicked off the season this week. On Tuesday night, we had, you know, hard to believe that it was, you know, th- these games are set up in advance, but we had three mm. versus four and then one versus two. Mm. Uh, Duke beats, beats Kansas. And then in the, in the headliner game or whatever, the one versus two, uh, Kentucky hangs on to beat Mi- Michigan State. Um, just let's just talk about those two games. Shay, your thoughts? Obviously, it was a little sloppy still early in the season. Both all four teams were a little out of sync. But your thoughts on anything you saw of the four teams that, that played in that coaches for cancer kickoff classic? Um, the youth explosion in college basketball. It's it seems to be getting younger and younger every year. However, uh, on Tuesday we saw a Duke team, a Kansas team, and um, a Kentucky team 
that at any given time you'd see five, four to five freshmen on the court for those mm-hmm. teams, which is rare. Um, Michigan State being the only outlier with veteran presence there. And they actually went down to to a <laughs> Kentucky team. So uh, so get used to seeing youth, uh, get used to seeing games that are not necessarily uh, as polished as we're used to, and uh, get used to a lot higher scoring because these kids don't play much defense. Right. Yep. And then uh, taught our Gators uh, slept walk through one today and lost their sixth in a row to Florida state. Um, only 51 points scored. Uh, it was just a tough, it was a tough watch. Then Mike White's going to have to answer for why his team was so unprepared for an early season game. They're ranked number six in the country. That'll obviously change drastically in the first uh, rankings. Um, they just did not look good. They're shooting horribly. I think I think we can expect that early in the season, but as Shay said, it's a long season, and November basketball is a lot different than than March basketball. So yeah, I was going to ask Shay his opinion, but um, I'm kind of hey, listen, you want to beat your rival? I don't care if it's uh, ping pong; you want to beat Florida State. But is I kind of feel like it's a pump the brakes kind of feeling of yes, they were absolutely awful today, but it's November 10th, right? Um, first, I think a lot of these teams, the first couple of games, are kind of finding their sea legs, but I, I, I didn't know, Shay, what you thought about that theory. And, and to be in full transparency, I have not seen the Florida State-Florida game. I do plan to watch it tomorrow, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, typically with Leonard Hamilton, though, he's one of the better recruiters in the ACC. And this team, that this Florida team that Mike White has, they're, they're going to be really good. It's going to take some time because they have a few transfers. And typically with transfers, you have to adjust to a different program, different expectations from your coach, as well as uh, how to gel with, uh, with your new teammates. Whereas when you're an incoming freshman, you're hungry, you're trying to prove something, and you're trying to earn your spot. So it's slightly different. And there's also a relationship with your position coaches and with your head coach because those are the ones that recruited you. And so you've been doing their workout all summer. So it's a little bit, uh, a little bit more familiarity. Uh, for a freshman than it is for a transfer coming into a program. Hmm. Hey, Bill, how about you? Have you been keeping your eyes on the Arizona State or anything in the Pac-12 that uh, is going to be, you know, who's who's the favorite out there this this year? You know, I haven't even uh, got there yet, Sean, right? For me, it's been <laughs> wrapped up. We just wrapped up baseball, it felt like. Yep. I'm watching a whole lot of professional football, not so much, and more college football because you guys. Yeah. That's, that's why, because you guys. Uh, so no, I haven't. So I will. Uh, I promise. Well, it, but if we got know, college, college basketball will sneak in here on us quickly, and all of a sudden, before you know it, you know, as we get to, you know, look, we're we're three weeks away from the end of the season, really, the, the Thanksgiving weekend games, and then obviously the championship games. But then you're going to start seeing a lot of the holiday tournaments and, yep. the, and the and the big teams kind of, you know, kind of, you know, settling out. And Jay, two callouts on college basketball. Um, I kind of went on a, a mini rant last week about North Carolina freshman Cole Anthony. Greg Anthony's son. Did yeah. you guys see what he did his first game in a Tar Heel uniform uh-huh. against Notre Dame? Oh, he just goes out and puts up 34 points, 11 rebounds, and eight assists. <laughs> first the game. most points for any North Carolina freshman scored in history. All <laughs> North first Carolina game. freshman? <laughs> yeah. Even that other yeah, guy? His first game. Yeah. His first yeah. game out. He sets wow. a freshman record for scoring in North Carolina. Shane, what was your thoughts on the ACC opening with all the, all the ACC teams played, a except for Duke, because they were in a – event they, they open with a conference game they're playing 20 conference games this year mm. you, you know I like it but it's still it forces you to be more prepared than mm. the average but it also could cause for a little bit of fatigue to set in when March and April rolls around you know um, 
the ACC has expanded to, to the coastal and to the Atlantic division. And in that, a lot of times you don't get to play an opponent twice, home and away. So the 20-game schedule will allow that. And so that's what I appreciate about it. But it still could cause a lot of fatigue because it's a grind. It's a grind. And did they add Notre another Dame. team besides Notre Dame? Because Notre Dame obviously jumps into the ACC for basketball purposes. Um, did they add yeah, another team? Okay. That's the only one there. So they have an odd number of teams in the in the league. All right. And what was your second thing? Was it the uh, the, the Memphis player? Absolutely, James Wiseman, mm. which uh, it's it's uh, projected to be the number one pick in the draft, is ruled ineligible by the NCAA. Um, goes through court hearings same day. Uh, his coach Penny Hardaway at Memphis says, uh, "We're just going to go ahead and play you tonight anyway. We'll figure the rest of this out later." Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Well, they got a restraining order, and 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 they, uh, the court upheld it, um, yeah. you know, and, and allowed him to play. Uh, you know, it goes back to when he was a high school player. Before Penny was a coach, uh, Penny helped pay for the relocation of his family to Memphis from Knoxville area, right? Or but Nashville. The, the, the problem with this is the, the, the move to Memphis, where Penny was the coach at Memphis East High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Penny was his high school coach, and now Penny is his college coach, and that's where the the gray area is. Okay, and isn't Penny turning that city upside down? What he's doing uh, at Memphis? I mean, I've I've read I thought I read a couple articles that he's just he's got the that... number one recruiting class in the country. I think. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's got he's got five out of the top five out of the top twelve players in the country. Um, mm -hmm. He brings back an all conference point guard. And from all accounts, the city just absolutely loves him. They loved him because he played at Memphis State, you know? So mm -hmm. That's right. He did. Yeah, yeah. Little Penny. Little Penny. Anthony, right? Yeah. Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. Um, Shea, NBA. Uh, just, I'll just run through the, the, as I always do, the Boston, 7-1 and one in the East, uh, followed by a surprising Toronto. Uh, you know, lose their player, player of, the, of, the, of the decade uh, in Toronto. And they're, they're somehow 6-2. and two. Uh, and then out west, you got the Lakers. Um, after the opening season loss, they are seven and zero and scored lots of points and really uh, having their way with a high low with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then Denver, uh, half game back at seven and two. Um, just your thoughts on what you've seen in the second week of the NBA? Uh, it's going to be key to watch injuries. I know uh, in the news this week, there's been a lot of talk about load management and guys mm. taking games off because of the because of the length of the season. But uh, on Friday night, Toronto loses Kyle Lowry as well as uh, Serge Ibaka. Uh, so they lose two bigs to injury. Boston, who's in first place, loses a Gordon Hayward. It's yeah, interesting how to see that? how these teams will bounce back from injury. Um, big story out of Miami. We talked about Miami a little bit last week, too. Uh, Deion Waiters, suspended by the team today. Um, yeah, the edibles, right? Yeah, said he had uh, he had one too many edibles. An anxiety attack, uh, on a right? team on a team plane, blacked out on a team plane. When he when he woke up from his blackout, he uh, suffered from seizures. Um, and then the story was actually recanted, and they said it was a panic attack. Mm. Same difference, but <laughs> right suspended by the Miami <laughs> panic attack for, uh, for, edibles. Yeah. <laughs> for his uh, his use of edibles there. Oof. Uh, how, you know how are they handling that in those? Uh, for California players or Colorado players, I mean, how are they so, handling? How are they handling when when uh, weed's legal? I, I think it's an NBA rule, right? Not a state rule. It's an NBA uh, rule. I guess so. Uh, Banned substance by the league. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so Stone I mean, Art, go mm -hmm. ahead. 
this this happened in baseball too, Bill. I don't know if you remember this in baseball. You had too many guys uh, buying over the counter male enhancement pills. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These are things well, that don't show of, up in tests. Yeah, I was trying to get that one that McGuire had that everybody was taking. Creatine. Creatine. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it helped with your hamstrings and all kinds of other stuff. There was all this stuff that was, and it was legal <laughs> to buy it over the counter. Um, so, so, so transing uh, transitioning to a different sport, Sean, our our former Gator. Percy Harvin, um, he came out in an interview last week, said he smoked pot before every game he ever played in high school, college, and the NFL. Hmm. And it's like, how do you <laughs> wow. talk about turning, someone's turning their head, right? Because he's such a dynamic player. But he had, um, he had mental issues, right? He had uh, headaches. And he also had, I think, anxiety, like, you know. Yeah. And so he would, he would again, it. Anyway, I just he, thought, he would, he how would, did he get away with that for all those years at all those different levels and all, right? So, anyway. He, he would get level before the game, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shay, let's talk about the, the Lakers um, quickly. Uh, just what your thoughts on how the LeBron-Anthony Davis uh, tandem is going. It's working out well. Um, I about to say so far so well. good, right? Yeah. LeBron, LeBron's protecting the. I mean, excuse me. Anthony Davis is protecting the rim, but with the additions of uh, Javale McGee and Dwight Howard, you've got another for another layer of enforcer inside, and is actually challenging LeBron to play a little bit more defense on the ball. Um, and you see flashes of vintage LeBron with chase down blocks and things of that nature as well. Interesting. All right, uh, Bill. Really quickly, uh, NHL. Uh, not sure how Tampa Bay is is doing. Columbus is kind of middling the pack right now, but Boston, uh, Boston's killing it, right? Boston with 24 points, and Toronto lead the Atlantic. Uh, the Metropolitan Washington with 29 points, leading actually the NHL uh, with New York Islanders. And then out west, you got St. Louis and Colorado, and then in the Pacific, uh, Edmonton and Calgary, two Canadian teams uh, leading out there. So, yeah, it's like it's a throwback to the '80s with Edmonton and Calgary, right? Right. Mm -hmm. The Wayne Gretzky days and the Mexico. great one, yeah. All right, Jerome and Ginla, remember him? God, you know, you know what? Um, what just jumps out at me with hockey lately is, uh, man, Detroit Red Wings, right? Really, the Yankees of hockey. They've been bad for a while now, right? Yeah, they have. How many years are we talking about? I think four years. They've been. Yeah, where they're just and they're in last place in the conference right now, or the. Hmm. So um, mm -hmm. that has got to be rough. Tampa Bay off to a slow start. And to be honest, I, I think the town's kind of cool with it. They, they just swept two games in Sweden, but it was great. They, had a, they played a series over there um, and won both games. So that was good. And um, Hedstrom got to go back home. And a lot of the players, you know, they, they had a great time over there, and especially with two wins. So it's all good. And Kyle Rudolph just scored a great touchdown for my fantasy team. Yeah, that was a pretty good that, catch, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, very impressive. Shay, do you have a TV in front of you? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have a TV right now in front of me. It was a, it was a one-handed um, tiptoe. You'll see it on Sports Center for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very impressive, very impressive. All right, guys. Speaking of one-handed catches, uh, actually, let's let's go let's go let's go uh, football first, Todd. Uh, Ooh. Two two uh, two big matches to talk about today. Let's start with the one that happened in the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah. The Seattle Sounders versus yeah. the Toronto FC. So MLS and Shay um, can confirm this um, or correct me if I'm wrong, but they've won a couple MLS cups, Seattle, right? Uh, three, three, two. Okay. Yeah. Two in the past three, four years. Um, so they got a mini dynasty going, but uh, yeah, they beat Toronto three, one. Um, 
we talked a little last week, or maybe we didn't, but Atlanta lost to Toronto in the semis, um, which was a little hard for me to swallow. But yeah, so Seattle will be lift hoisted the MLS Cup um, today for sure. Um, the other match you probably referred to, Sean, is uh, Liverpool Man City today at 11:30. Um, so I don't know if you remember or not, but last year Liverpool had one of the greatest non-championship seasons of all time. They had, I believe, 95 points and a little, a little club called Man City had 96 and edged them out of the, the, uh, <laughs> the EPL title. Um, so obviously it's a, it, it was a big match, but now Liverpool finds themselves eight points up on the second place team, which I think is Leicester City, and nine points up on, on Man City. So, um, God... People are – they're not we're just calling kind of the, it. We're kind of at the quarter pole right now, right? I mean, we're not – Yeah, and, and some, some of the experts are calling the season, basically saying – Well, more than unless, that, you're, you're a third of the way through, right? Yeah. So there's, 12, 38, 12 there's 38 games, right? Almost a so, third, yeah. But they're, they're saying, hey, you know, unless there's an <laughs> a epic collapse that we do not see forthcoming, um, this is Liverpool's title to, to, to lose. So um, – Usually it takes to, you know, after the new year to things to kind of settle up. But so they have a huge advantage, um, eight point lead. So Liverpool looking great. They're the champions of Europe. Um, um, and now they're, they're looking to, to win the uh, Premier League. So big day, big day for It was uh, one of those Liverpool. games that, you know, a, a soccer match, they jumped on, a, on Man- Manchester early. City. They got two, yeah. two quick goals. Um, well, what's funny, Sean, is, is Manchester City dominated, literally dominated the first eight minutes of the mm-hmm. game. And the first time Liverpool kind of got their sea legs and settled in, um, Fabrino had a strike outside of the box. Yeah, that was it's, pretty sweet. It was as clean a strike as you've ever seen. I mean, yeah. even if you don't like soccer, you watch that highlight, and you'd be like, wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Now, Todd, so, yeah. we're, we're going to get into some replay discussion when we get into college football, but um, the, the, yeah. does, does soccer not do replay? Because there was a clear handball. Oh, oh no, that, Sean. <laughs> that really everybody, everybody kind of stood around and, and was waiting for the call, and then meant Liverpool kind of just took the ball down, down the pitch, right? Yeah, so what you're referring to is um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is a great story. He plays right fullback for, for Liverpool. He's actually a Liverpool kid, grew up. Loving living in Liverpool, he went to Liverpool the academy, and now he's 21 years old playing um, for the first team. So it's just a great story. But um, so there was an incident where Manchester City crossing the ball, and it did appear to be a handball um, by by Alexander Arnold. In the box. What, 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 yeah, in the box, which resulted in a penalty kick. But what wasn't clear was whether Sergio Aguero, and please, I hope I'm not pushing his name. I probably am knowing me. He doesn't listen, he, don't worry. <laughs> he might have, that's true, but anyone else. He might have hit the ball with his hand before mm, it hit the okay. So it may have been deflection. Anyway, long story short, through the VAR, um, which is their replay system, they determined that they couldn't overturn the, the call. So what happened was three of the Manchester City players literally ran at the, at the referee claiming a handball. Liverpool took it the other way and ended up scoring a goal. <laughs> <laughs> so what I hate about replaying VAR, especially in soccer, is you have to wait. Like you score the goal and you're excited, but then you have to wait the 20, 30 seconds as they review every scoring play, but they're reviewing the handball from what happened a minute ago. And if it was a handball, it would have been no goal, penalty kick, Manchester City. It's just cumbersome now, and you literally have to wait, delay your your reaction when a goal scores just to make sure everything is is on the up and up. So 
Um, but yeah, no, VAR is definitely a part of, uh, replay is definitely a part of, of the EPL. So. Okay. Todd, I don't think you mentioned this part. I know that Liverpool's blowing everyone away, but they still haven't lost. They have not lost. So they're, I think, 14 games in, maybe? They, they, I, think I see 12. 11, 1. Okay, so they're 11, 1, and 1. They have one draw, 11 wins. And, and no losses. Um, 11, 1, and, and 0. And that's, that's so, amazing. And this is really interesting, too. They, they're advancing in their group stage of the uh, UEFA Champions League. Mm-hmm. They're also in the Caraba Cup, which is the League Cup. So they played Arsenal, and they brought up, like, a lot of U19s, U21s. They fielded a team. I mean, they had, you know, three or four of the normal guys, but seven or eight of the guys were just guys you never even heard of, wearing numbers like 72, right, Bill, in spring <laughs> training and baseball. Right. They beat Arsenal, right? Wow. Wow. So um, Jurgen Klopp said, hey, depending on where this is scheduled, he's telling FIFA, schedule this game properly or else we may have to skip out of the League Cup because they have Champions League obligations and the fixtures of the EPL. And he's like, there's only so many games we can play, so be smart right. in when you schedule the next fixture. So anyway, it was amazing that they beat Arsenal with just a bunch of just uh, guys from the academy up and coming. So and it, was actually, it was actually in penalty kicks that they won. It was pretty interesting. And Arsenal fans are just crushed at the moment, right? I mean, they're not even close to – They uh, lost to – did they lose to Wolverhampton, I want to say, yesterday, 2, two nothing. I, I can look it up. But, yeah, they're um, – so Jose Marino, which is the old Manchester United – skipper i wouldn't be surprised if he's the next arsenal skipper in the in the next year so that's that's my that's my prediction so yeah i i think a change is going to be made for sure all right good update there todd let's go to college football uh we teased earlier um but there was a big game in tuscaloosa game of the century once again it uh, we talked about it last week on the show. A lot of talk beforehand. Is it going to be another 9-6 to six game? Will it be a defensive struggle? Will it be old-fashioned football? Or will it be an open up the throttles and, and uh, last one to score wins? Someone not named Shay, Sean, or Bill may have bet the under. So. I voted that low-scoring hype. So, anyway. 65 and a half. Uh, yes. It turned out to be 46-41. Mm. Yeah. LSU I think that's wins. Over. I think, um, yeah. Yes, it was the highest scoring game between the two teams ever, um, even without the last touchdown. But guys, it was a it was a fun game. It started out where uh, I was about ready to text you uh, a very two simple words: "Roll Tide." As Alabama just sliced down the field at the beginning of the of the game, and then Tua, uh, you know, he won't make any excuses. But boy, he just did not look like himself. There was a lot of times where he, he the pocket kind of opened up and he could have gone for 15 or 20 yards and he just, you know, was patient, stayed in the pocket and, and missed opportunities. But it was kind of weird the way that ball was fumbled on that God, so run. Strange, yeah. it, it, it wasn't even knocked out and he wasn't, he wasn't, he almost like he just he, on the stride, it popped up. Long story short, um, LSU goes down the field like clockwork on that first drive, exposing the center of the field on the man-to-man coverage and scored a quick seven, nothing and really led the whole game. Uh, and Alabama was playing catch up from there out. And it was both playing catch up on <clears throat> offense and trying to stop them on defense. And there was just a lot of uncharacteristic, uh, um, you know, the fumble, the dropped uh, punt by the punter, mm. the, right uh, hands, yeah. the three, I think three, illegal substitution calls on Alabama mm. defense, uh, not being able to get their 12th man off the field. Let's just go around the horn and, and 
share your thoughts. Bill, let's start with you on just the overall thoughts of LSU uh, winning for the first time in eight years against Alabama and breaking Alabama's 31-game home winning streak. Well, for me, it's uh, three letters, T-U-A, right, Tua. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, late in the game, second half for sure, he, he was hurting, Def- you know, definitely hurting. And uh, you, you, you called it when, when, and when they, we were texting back and forth. He had unbelievable opportunities when, when the, kind of the Red Sea parted in front of him just to take off and pick up 10, 15 yards, and he would have done that easily, a healthy Tua. So he's, he's hurting. And I'm, I even, it makes me think in hindsight, going back to that very first possession, when he's running with the ball, who knows if it wasn't some kind of bolt of pain from an ankle that kind of just made him twitch a little bit and the ball comes kind of, you know, loose. Who knows, right? Because he just wasn't himself. And I, I think a healthy Tua, I don't know if it changes the outcome of the game, um, but, you know, that was a massive turnaround, that first uh, drive, right? Instead of being up 7 nothing to uh, – you know, the, those, you can't call it a 14 point swing. It wasn't a pick six, but it, sh- it had that feeling. It felt like it. So yep. for me, that's, but look, and someone else can talk about the Burrow kid. Oh my God. You know, but for me, I wish Tua was hundred percent for that game. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shay. Todd, Shay. <laughs> Todd, I'll let you go ahead. I th- okay. Perfect. Um, Cause I forgot what I was going to say in two minutes anyway. So. it's just the the curse of you and me no um so so bill uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out the group maybe not to answer let me let me get my thoughts out but what is two at 75 percent better than the backup quarterback i mean it's kind of like you found out after the Braves series that freddie freeman was hurt you know is it do you you put in a guy who takes reps every day and is 100 percent versus two i don't know that's 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 an argument we can have later, but Bill, you tapped on it, Joe Burrow. I I admittedly don't like him. Um, I think he. I had a chip on my shoulder. I think if Felipe Franks does half the stuff Burrow does, well, you have Kirk Herbstreet and others calling him out as being a you know punk. But but Joe can do it, and it's cute. And again, yeah, it's yeah, for a later has, discussion. Joe has thirty three touchdowns and four picks. I, I, I Felipe's know never done that. In- two years uh, I know it and we could we could talk deep <laughs> into right, that right, but right, anyway I, I respect that said uh, he is amazing and I respect him he's he, he he is he's having a Heisman type year right so good for LSU um amazing how Alabama had all those miscues and mishaps and they darn sure almost won the game I mean they they didn't get up they scored late um coulda shoulda woulda if you're Alabama yeah. um I picked Alabama because, I mean, Saban's lost five times at home in his career at Alabama. I mean, you got <laughs> – it's kind of like we've talked about it before. You, you got you to gotta pick them until they lose, and, and, he, and he's lost. He lost last night fair and square. But good for LSU and amazing how Alabama made it as close as they did with all right. the excuses. Yeah. Right? So. They, were, they, they were just always that one possession behind. They just could yeah. never get over the hump. They, and they wouldn't a couple go times away. they had a chance, and then they go three and out. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't go away. So Shay, what do you think, man? For me, it was a different Joe. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was great, but it was Joe Brady. Joe <laughs> Brady is a passing game coordinator right. at LSU oh, yeah. and he's yeah. making all the difference. He came from the New Orleans Saints and he brings a lot of elements of the New Orleans Saints playbook to Baton Rouge. And that's making the difference. If if some big name college doesn't go out and spend money to bring Joe Brady in to be their mm. next head coach, I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, well, this guy was. And, and, and speaking of bringing out the 
the Brinks truck, don't you think LSU is going to do that? Don't you think LSU is going to? I mean, they're already where paying. do you put him? Do you, do you fire your offensive coordinator and put him in offensive coordinator? Like, how do you justify paying this man what he's worth? Right. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and here's my, here's my um, uh, just for sake of argument, okay? And, and Burrow's been unbelievable. Bill, you, you shared the numbers. Um, Burrow's going to leave, obviously, and go pro next year. He's, you know, he's out of eligibility. Is he a junior? Uh, I don't well, he's know. He's a redshirt senior. I don't know yeah, who let's the – um, okay. I don't know who the um, – uh, backup quarterback is, but let's just say the backup quarterback comes in and has a good year next year. At what point do they become a product of the system, like a David Klingler, or a lot of people like to say Danny Warfel only threw for so many yards because he was a product of the system. Mm. But, you know, um, it, it, to, to, to your question, Shay, about Joe Brady, um, it's awesome this year. If he can do it next year, it starts becoming a, a, it, it, a it trend. becoming that next yeah. trend of the spread offense that Urban Meyer brought and, and, you know, the, the West coast offense that uh, Bill Walsh brought, you know, those types of things. Are we seeing a change in the game the way, you know, Gary Danielson, as much as I dislike him, he was really bringing up that LSU just owns between the hashes. Mm. I mean, they, they, they expose the man and zones so well, uh, low intermediate and deep that, you know, you get, you, as, as David Seaver says, the Frisbee catching dogs like, <laughs> like the, that LSU has. Um, and, boy, L Alabama had some, some receivers too, Judy and Ruggs and those guys. But just your thoughts, Shay, on, on uh, at, at what point would it be at the system versus Joe Burrow's just a really, really good quarterback? I guess we'll see when he plays for the Bengals next year, right? I mean, it, it, <laughs> you, know, you know, Sean, you talk about systems, right? Um, who's the best system for quarterbacks in college football? You look at Oklahoma, who has another Alabama transfer. You talk about system, guys. You could say system all day, but they produce back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy winners and number one picks in the NFL draft, mm -hmm. and that's the system. It's not that they're they're that great of quarterbacks. It's the system. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think with Tua's uh, inclination, uh, his injuries, that all that stuff that's happening to him now? Is it no longer we're not? I think I put this other. We're not tanking for Tua anymore. We're bombing for Burrow or something instead. <laughs> You know, I mean, what, who's and, and they, they they made two of the number one pick at the end of last year because of the great season he had. Everyone always said he's a, he's a, without a doubt he's the number one pick. Well, that's changing. And only because Trevor Lawrence couldn't go pro next year, right? That's right. And who's who's not having the same year he had last year? So God. is Burrow the guy this year? Is he going to be the one that everyone's trying to get? Guys, ch chime in because uh, Sean and I, I think we briefly talked about it. Tua is great, a great college quarterback. He's great. He's won the national championship. He's great. Did you hear me say he's great? Yes. I think he's kind of overrated. I really do, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's going to transfer over to the pros. I really don't. Do you know? I, I know think, another quarterback. I, I know another deep. great. I know another. I know another great quarterback. You know, two thousand eight, great college quarterback. Tebow. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't transfer over yeah. to the pros, and maybe that's Tua. I don't know, but but I think uh, Kyler Murray's showing he can play a little bit. He had a a great game today that they actually lost uh, against the Bucks, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, Lamar I Jackson is certainly showing he can play. No, Lamar oh Jackson is a bigger guy than right. Kyler. That's, yeah, and and, um, I, and I may be dead wrong. I just didn't know your guys' take. I mean, he's a great college quarterback, great in the Alabama system, but I, I'm not convinced he's going to trans. It's going to transfer to the next level. And he, maybe, I'll tell I'm you, I'm curious totally to see how his brother plays uh, in two years. They said he's not as half as good as Tua. From what well, I'm reading, I'll tell you. Yeah. you know, a couple we, we talked about this. I mean, he. Uh, he has some touch on those mid-range passes that's mm – -hmm. I mean, he is exceptionally accurate. And that's, you know, massive, right, for a, a pro quarterback. Um, if he can just stay healthy, right, and especially if it's his, 
if it's his legs, anything in his legs, that's really important to Tua. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard the Achilles heel for a good pro quarterback is can you throw the out, the out ball right. where the quarterbacks are so quick that they can jump the, jump the route. Yeah. And that's what Werfel did not have, right, Sean? I mean, he could throw mm -hmm. a great deep yeah. post pattern, but is the out ball <laughs> that he couldn't do. So, yeah. again, I, I wonder, and I could be wrong, I just wonder if Tua is going to be more, more Werfel than, than Tom Brady, but I, I just don't know. Shay, what's your time? Did you get it? Here's Shay. Here's Shay. Yeah. What you got? No, I just want to chime in on Ty, though. Yeah. To your point, we've talked for years about Alabama having these great running backs, right? And mm -hmm. they don't necessarily translate to the league because the offensive line is so superior. It could be the same case with Tua. The offensive line is superior. Not only is the offensive line superior, he's got two, <laughs> if not three, first-round draft picks at receiver. Yeah. So yep. you've got an exceptional offensive line, exceptional receivers, and you're, you're better athletes in just about every position on the football field from 95% of the people you play. You're going to look great when you're out there. And, and he won't have that. When, no, matter, no matter who drafts him, he will not have that advantage is what you're saying. It's going to level out in the pros, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, That's a good point, Shay. Yeah, that's really good. Shay, you know, I was um, looking down the road. All right, LSU moves up to number one. Uh, overwhelmingly, Ohio State still got five first-place votes, and Clemson got three first-place votes in the AP uh, tonight. It's anticipated that LSU will jump to number one in the uh, CFP, which doesn't mean much. I mean, there's still games to play, and it really doesn't matter as long as you're the top four. Um, my question to you, Shay, as the, as the competition gets harder in the playoffs, because obviously LSU I don't think plays anyone that's going to challenge them on the rest of the you know they've got Auburn out of the way they play Ole Miss they play A&M and they play Arkansas I think um, which is a name your score game they've given up their defense as good as they are the good teams they played they gave up 28 to Florida they gave up what 24 to Auburn they gave up 38 to Vandy Vandy mm. they didn't even score against uh, Florida and they gave up 41 and that boy the end of the game there they they scored to take a two touchdown lead and then they let Judy get behind mm. the defense. Just that Judy's, was shocking. Judy's pretty good, right? You, you know her. You should know. Oh her no, no doubt about there. it. And, and Tua throws a great long ball, but it was just that. How did they let him get that? The one up? thing they can't do is give up a deep ball that yep. turns into a 13-second drive from 75 yards, <laughs> right? So just shame your thoughts on LSU. Does LSU have the defense, or are they just going in saying we're just going to score more than you? Well, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I don't have a problem with the defense. Um, I think the defense is a little came into this game a little banged up. Um, but the one weakness in LSU's defense, which puzzled me why Saban didn't attack it early, they struggle with the run. I mean, mm -hmm. you talk about Vandy, who has one of the, the three best running backs in the conference, Auburn, who can't throw the football to save their lives. You're talking about running teams that are putting up points against this LSU team. And in the second half, you saw Alabama go to Najee the Harris a was, lot more. Was yeah. chunking exactly. off yardage. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's the one weakness in LSU's defense is, is stopping the run. And um, but at the same time, they're going to score a lot of points. And I think that um, in the second half, not only was Alabama running the ball, LSU tried to run a little clock. And teams that score a lot typically can't run clock. Actually, Mike mm -hmm. Leach happens that. all the time. Yeah, they all struggle. <laughs> yeah. Always. I go back, I guess, to, go back to the 1979 Chargers. Are you kidding me? They could, never, they could never eat up a clock at the end of the fourth quarter, right? It's brutal. And, 
And guess what, Sean? Florida can't run the ball, and that's why LSU uh, pulled away, right? <laughs> yeah. Literally, I mean, that was the difference of our games. We, yeah. Florida couldn't run the ball. Yep. All right, so let's, uh, let's leave that game. Let's go to the other big game that was 8-0 versus 8-0. Uh, very mm. fun game to watch. Uh, mm. I don't know if you guys had your eye on it all. Minnesota-Penn State. I'm rowing the boat, baby. I'm rowing yeah, the boat. Yeah, boy, Minnesota uh, jumps on him early. Uh, never, never, never were behind. Uh, Penn State, QB, who had only thrown three interceptions on the season, threw three in the game. Um, but came down at the end there where they just um, – that fourth quarter, I don't know if it's that playing not to lose or playing to win, uh, but Minnesota just – their QB, gosh, he was throwing the ball all over the, the lot in the first three quarters, and all of a sudden they just kind of went to that try and really – get the clock from eight and a half minutes down to zero same thing um, running clock yep yeah and it just it just um almost backfired on them um they get a uh, you know you know a game effort by penn state but penn state goes down minnesota jumps up to number seven their wow. highest ranking ever the first time since 1903 i think they've been nine and oh 17 i think 17 yeah, to like seven hmm. wow and they go to Iowa next week, which we'll, we'll hit on in just a second. But just any of your thoughts on that game? Uh, obviously, P.J. Flex signs a big extension going into the week. Uh, the, the TCF field was electric. Uh, good for those kids. I mean, it was a fun, fun uh, victory. Now they got – I think if they, if they win in Iowa, I think they – oh, no, I guess, I guess um, Wisconsin's losses have both been in the in – the, well, no, Illinois is a Western team, so – if they win in Iowa, they are guaranteed a share, but they still have to beat Wisconsin to go to the Big 12 or the Big 10 championship yeah. game. Sean, I'll jump in real quick. I, I just I, I just love the Minnesota story, right? They're, they're the classic underdog that's having success, so it's fun. I kind of feel bad for Penn State. They're, they're the team a couple years in a row now that is, is really good with high expectations and just stumbles late um, or appears to stumble late. Um, so I, I just – Again, with no skin in the game, I think it's, it's just fun to see Minnesota do, do what they do. Um, and I'll throw this out there, guys. I had a little bit of a temper tantrum. Shay, I don't think you were in the text. But with Bill and, and Sean, I, 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 I had to t call a timeout for myself. But why <laughs> is delay of game not reviewable? It's the simplest call in the world. So late in that game, it appeared that Penn State, after the clock went to zero, about two seconds later, snapped the ball. And they didn't call to play a game. Um, am I remembering that? Yeah, they scored a touchdown on the play. And they scored a touchdown on the play. And I'm just like, to me, that would be the simplest reviewable call at all. All you do is see the clock at zero. If the ball hasn't been snapped yet, play dead five, you know, five yards. Yeah. Anyway. One of the announcers, I forget who it was, but they were, they were talking about how the back judge has to look at the clock, then look at the ball, and look at the clock, then look at the ball. Got to be a better way, right? I mean, yeah. I would think so. Unfortunately, anyway, I had to get off to my chest. Yeah, so. they hung on. Uh, really quickly, a couple other games, and then we'll move ahead. Um, Oklahoma, ISU, Iowa State, they were up 42-28. I went to bed. I, I wake up this morning, and I see that they hung on and, and intercepted a two-point conversion at the end of the 42 game. 42-41. Yep. To, to, to hang on 42-41. Were you guys watching that one? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, I actually was. Um, <laughs> hey, was there some interest in the game? <laughs> Let's just say I'll show you that was we, we do with sports podcasts. Of course, there's interest in the game. <laughs> that was thirteen. That was thirteen on my confidence points. You see that red? That means I lost. So oh. I had I had OSU, I had Oklahoma covering, and it was thirteen out of fifteen in my in my confidence. Mm. So anyway, um, yeah, they just uh, hey, a win's a win, right? In college football. So 
And Iowa State's not bad. That's one of those fringe teams that always always yep. plays you tough, right? And and Matt Campbell, one of those coaches, that's named every time a, a, a position opens up. They're naming him as kind of the next uh, next Florida State name. head coach, Sean. Maybe. Him and Norvell. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so. Arizona State, Bill, a fun game. Uh, you probably had your eye on that one a little bit, but boy, it started out as a just a track meet beatdown. Mm-hmm. Um, USC scores 28 first quarter points uh, to jump on them early. 28-3, I believe, right? Yeah. Going into the no, 27. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, J- Jaden Daniels wasn't playing. He was hurt. So they had Joey Yellen, uh, who hadn't played very much at all as the backup. And he, he actually uh, had a, a good game, decent game. Um, it's, you know, was at ASU. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they were actually a six point dog, I think. ASU wasn't mm-hmm. a three point dog at home. And I think that changed when they found out Jaden, Dan- you know, Daniels wasn't going to play. Um, but hey, a hell of a game. They came back. They had a chance. They were down to the 30, you know, and then mm-hmm. they threw a pick to, uh, to end the game. Like many of those games kind of end when you're going for that last score. So yeah, nice run by the Sun Devils are now five and four after, yeah, I think they were, were they four and oh or five and oh? Yeah, they started up strong for sure. Yeah. 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 So now they're trying to get that win to get a bowl game. They're in that mode now. Right. So hopefully right. they'll be able to do that for Herm. So. Uh, Todd, our Gators, uh, Put a, a shutout, always a good to have a league shutout, a conference shutout, 56 nothing over Vanderbilt. Uh, didn't start good. It was 0-0 after the first. Um, <laughs> and so they won, you know, dropped 56 and, uh, you know, scored on defense, scored on um, uh, Kyle Trask, another very serviceable game. Uh, yeah, he's – yeah. He's, hey, I, I say this with peace and love, Carp. Um, you've changed so many people's lives with your speaking engagements. If there's a dark side – Text Sean during a Florida game. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, 0-0, zero, zero, we're awful. And we ended up winning, what, 55 nothing. So 56 nothing, I kept yeah. saying, I was, like, I was like, hey, man, long way to go. We'll be okay. We'll be yeah, okay. just, you know, I, I think to be a great team, you got to be able to just, you know. We're not a great on, team yet. Yeah. Th- I know, I know. And I just, I remind myself of that. See, the problem, Todd, for us, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people like us that are Georgia fans or insert any other team here that hasn't won in a long time. Like there's a lot of Georgia fans that have never seen their team win a championship. We've seen our team win three and mm-hmm. compete at the highest level in many, many more. So you just you get spoiled. Once right? you had yeah. a taste of it and you just want it all the time. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So that's all it is. It's, it's, um, and I, you know, I, every year I get older, the players get younger and it's just, right. you know, <laughs> and you just remind yourself that these are 18 and 19, 20 year olds. But I, I thought Mullen, uh, you know, look, we're, that's a tough spot to come in after a Georgia loss. Um, noon game. We got another yeah. noon game in Miami. Good, or, good crowd, a, though. I was, I was, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, good for yeah. the crowd. They, you know, people were giving the, giving the, uh, the, the students crap because they didn't get there until the end of the first quarter. It's like I thought Tom Sandberg, our buddy, said, look, here's, here's what millennials do. They don't show up for work on time. They don't show up for <laughs> class on time. They, it's just part of what they do. And that's part of, that's part of today's society. I mean, Shay, yeah. you, you know – Shay used to work I don't for show up for a podcast on time. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, how many, how, many, funny. how many Portland Trailblazers games did you go to where the arena was full at the tip-off? It's just not how it works, right? No. I mean, you know. Um, a couple other games. Uh, OSU dropped 73 on Maryland. Uh, mm. Did you see the line on the Rutgers game this week in Rutgers? Started at, 50, started at 50 and a half. It's already up to 53. What? Um, are you serious? Have you seen the line over 50 before? Never. No. That's crazy. 50 and a half. It over, went to over-unders aren't over 50 often. Yeah, you, right? I thought they would just not put a line on a game like that. But wow. Yeah. Uh, um, OTB, usually those are off the board. Obviously, a yeah. uh, big story in Columbus. 
Chase Young, um, you know, suspended on a – not suspended. He was not – he didn't play uh, for um, precautionary reasons because of yeah. a, uh, a loan that he took out from a family friend, which turns out to be an agent who's a family friend. Um, long story short, uh, any Heisman hopes he had um, – not playing and Joe Burrow having the game he played at Alabama, I think ended the Heisman discussion. Um, cool. Chase Young can come and come back in the Penn State or Michigan games and have six sacks. And it's just unfortunate. I think he'll get a lot of second or third place votes, uh, but he's not going to. He'll get paid next year. He'll be all right. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Yep. Um, but they obviously, you know, they're going to get through Rutgers with hopefully no injuries. Look, I, if, if, if I could fast forward and say, let's see. LSU play Clemson and let's unfortunately it's probably gonna be Ohio State and Clemson they're gonna play in that semifinal oh. and I'd love to see LSU have to play both those teams so I think uh, Clemson and Ohio State can breaks, both man. score some points but I agree I not agree. so fast my friend pump the brakes there's a lot of football left <laughs> my friend see Burrow going against Ohio State right? I mean that's your ultimate that's your goal I think that's going to put a lot of Ohio State fans uh, that love Joe Burrow right now uh, into a uh, LSU's got to beat Georgia. A uh, couple, couple other uh, disappointing uh, SEC games, Todd. Uh, Arkansas gets pounded Oof. by Western Kentucky. Chad Field or Chad Morris uh, fired, fired today. Yeah, uh, second, second high-profile coach of a big program, let go this season. Um, Fifty-six to seventeen, mm. I think. It, um, it was, it was a runaway early. I mean, it wasn't yeah, even close, right? Not good. And then a late game, uh, which came down to the last play of the game, literally the last play of the game. Um, the Gamecocks, coached by Will Muschamp, goes down to Appalachian State. Uh, that had 14 confidence points, Sean. <laughs> uh, that's, what kind of, that's what kind of Saturday I had. You know, you saw the last play. <laughs> they throw it to uh, Brad Edwards in the corner of the end zone. Um, it, they overthrow him. He was literally 10 yards open. He, he kind of busted through a seam where both defenders thought the other guy was going to cover him. Um, Halinski throws it over his head. Wouldn't have mattered. There was holding on the play on South Carolina game over. Um, that's the second power five school that App State has beat this year. They beat North Carolina and South Carolina. Oh, that's right. Road. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember, Sean, and your daughter goes to South Carolina. Their schedule was so daunting. And I'm sure the wins in their column were North Carolina and App State, and they lost to both those teams. Yes. And, yes. Uh, God, they, they somehow found a way to beat Georgia. But they're just having a mess of a season, right? I mean, no. it's yeah. – Awful. Yep. yep, that that pretty much eliminates them from uh, you know because they the, the other games they have now they play uh, at Texas A and M and then they have Clemson, uh, so mm. you know those those are probably two losses. Um, looking ahead, uh, here's the here's the rankings right now: LSU, OSU, Clemson, Bama. Any thoughts on Bama staying at number four? And do you think they'll stay at number four in the college football playoff uh, rankings? Shay, you're shaking your head now. I don't think they will. Um, it, interesting enough, I think this season. I don't know why it comes down to this. I think Auburn and Georgia are super impactful in the rest of the year. If Georgia's able to beat Auburn and then they have and Texas A&M represent, and Texas A&M and represent the East in mm -hmm. the SEC championship, if somehow Georgia's able to give LSU a close game or beat LSU, I think mm -hmm. it can keep Bama out of the college playoff. Sure. Now, isn't it uh, Bama was number three in the initial? You've seen all the, the stuff, right? <laughs> no, no team ranked third in the initial rankings has ever made the playoffs. Oh, is that right? Ever. Yeah, that's oh, what really? they said. Yeah. Numerology, well, right? Yeah, Numerology. so three and four both lose. But the question is, does Bama, you know, because people say if Bama lost a close one, and it turned out to be close score wise, but I think Kinda. most people. The feel was they got, 
Yeah. Yeah. They got beat by a couple <laughs> touchdowns, right? Yeah. By a couple touchdowns. We'll so it. it's going to be interesting. So I think Georgia, Oregon, Oklahoma with that tight loss really kind of hurt themselves and they fall further back, I think, yeah. um, mm-hmm. become less of the, less of the next man up. Uh, they got a big game against Baylor who won in three overtimes. Wow. Uh, that was nine, nine. And it ended up <laughs> yeah. There was no touchdown, no touchdown scored in regulation, Todd. <laughs> and then they and, went nuts. Uh, yeah. Five touchdowns. Sneaky exciting game. It was an exciting yeah. game. I, yeah. I was invested in that game, and I enjoyed every minute of a 9-9 nine to nine regulation game. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so, so, look, we know that Penn State and Ohio State still have to play. Michigan plays Michigan State this week and most likely will win, and they'll continue to possibly move up as other teams above them drop down. So they're going to have to play. Remember, Ohio State has to go to Michigan to play. In the season, yeah. Um, and uh, – Baylor plays Oklahoma this week. So if somehow Baylor uh, keeps winning, um, Baylor and Minnesota are your two kind of wild cards. It's going to be, you know, once again, you get an undefeated Big Ten or Pac-12 or Big 12 champion, you're going to have to put him in the, in the, right. in the playoffs. I would think so. Have to. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, look, as crazy as it sounds, controls their own destiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's three really tough games, but if they win all three games, they're in the playoffs. Yep. That's it. Yep. So. Um, Looking ahead to next week, Todd, our Gators play uh, the noon kickoff once again, 11 a.m. I'll be at the game in Mississippi State. Uh, that's an 11 a.m. kickoff in Starkville nice. as well versus Alabama. Um, nice. But UF going to Missouri, uh, I think game time temperature is supposed to be low 40s. Traditionally, we don't play well in Missouri. so it's... Yep. And they, they held Kelly Bryant out of the game against Georgia. <clears throat> Uh, to rest him up so <laughs> to beat our ass <laughs> I, expect, I expect i expect missouri's best um mullen's gonna have to have his boys ready and i think they will be um we have lots of weapons uh, a couple other games navy uh at notre dame that, that's the only matchup of ranked teams uh, wow. next week no, no. um iowa minnesota next week right yeah that's true yeah in the um good you got georgia auburn next week too and George, you're right georgia and auburn yep that's the next one on my list uh, Georgia to Auburn, that's a 3.30 game. Um, I mentioned the Buckeyes, 53 over Rutgers. Uh, Minnesota at Iowa, that's a ranked mm-hmm. game. And then Oklahoma at Baylor. So I, I spoke too early. Uh, Oklahoma Baylor is the, really the only late, late game at night. Um, so see what happens there. Any other thoughts on college football, guys, before we move over to today's action in the NFL? I just uh, thought it was a – go ahead, Shay. Deion Sanders' name being thrown around to take the FSU job. <laughs> that would be great. I would love it. I would love it. Imagine those pressers after a game. That'd be sweet. That'd be fun. <laughs> Deion Sanders from the Pre- Prime Academy, who was fired and then brought back and then fired again. The school has been shuttered. Um, but you know, Florida State looking for any type of life. They did win at Boeing at Boston College. Um, mm-hmm. You guys see the video of their quarterback cutting up the field. At Boston College for their sod cemetery. No, um, I missed it. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty lame that they're cutting up a field to beating a four and four Boston College team as a key road win. How, how, how about any comments on a cell phone being in the LSU locker room recording Ogeron's? Uh, you know. I don't I don't care about it. I, it's funny that people are making a big deal about it, but why, why, every, why would the kid have his phone on? I mean, yes, he's going to be running some problem. stadiums, right? That's the problem. Yeah. That stuff stays in the room. That's just shouldn't be out. Yeah, but does it stay in the room? Yeah, sure it does. It, it, you, you don't know what Saban says. Have you ever seen a Saban post game call? All the time in, in 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 the locker room. Well, not not Saban, but all the time, like like before and after games, they show uh, 
you know, giving away the game ball and they show those. Oh, moments. no, no, no. That's different. Yeah, but those are stage he, moments. He knows that stage. stage I'm talking yeah. about when they clear the media out of the room because there's, there's a time in every locker room, Sean, no media. It's yeah. just the team, even in the pros, right? I've been there. It's just the pros. They're not and doing the cliches. And, and then the doors shit. open yeah. and comes the media. Yeah. Yeah. They got to turn their phones off. I mean, it's just stupid that. Okay, so what do we find out? We found out that Coach O is pretty passionate, which we super already knew. Super passionate. Super we find out that he dropped an F-bomb, which I don't think is the... That doesn't matter either. No, yeah. it doesn't matter either. See, but, but, you know, he, he was out on the midfield, you know, out of the A and, and talking about this is our house. And, you know, hey, a lot of fun with that. So, yeah, it's see, okay, I guess. <laughs> and I, I, I'm on... Bills, uh, Sean, I get what you're saying. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah, Pardon my ultimately, friends. Yeah, at, the, right. at the end of the day, you're right. But turn off the cell phones because the Coach O, I used to be a week or two weeks ago, not a Coach O fan, but Shay, when, when, when he grabbed the two Auburn defensive ends and basically um, the video is on Twitter all over, he basically is just praising these guys. He's like, Hey, big baller. These guys are you know, the best. I love these guys. Yeah. They're awesome. He was saying how good they were, and he goes, I told you when I was recruiting you, you'd be first out of NFL picks. Yeah, but he didn't have to do that. But he went on his way. Guys who recruited decided to go to Auburn. He remembers them, and he's still – I mean, it's in the coach's heart, right? You're always trying to yep. mentor and build guys up. I love that coach, though, which I didn't like before, but I saw that, and then I see this video. <laughs> and it makes me not not as warm and fuzzy about Coach O. So I agree with Bill. Just turn the let, yeah. let the internal stuff be internal stuff. Yeah. You don't need for to the people it. listening, maybe that, that don't understand. You know, at the end of the of his speech, he said, "Roll Tide, what? Fuck them." You know, and uh, well, you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Spurrier got in trouble all the time to go to the booster club uh, uh, events, and you know, sure. you can't spell Tennessee without. I'm sorry, you can't spell citrus without UT and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, that's that's meant for his players. And his I, great you know, slam on, at, at the Auburn campus was fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's meant for his players. And so, so let me ask you this, Todd. Did you, did you see the video of the uh, post game? Uh, the LSU players running down to the Alabama recruiting section and talking shit to them. Oh, Shay, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, that was a big I talk just, here on, the, so the, on Sports Talk Radio here. Yeah, so the that stars huge, from yeah. LSU ran down to the end zone and were like, you think you're going to come to this school? We own this school, blah, blah, blah. And it was, you know, very – what, what kids being kids. What was it like in Louisiana today, Shay, talking about that? You, you know what was crazy? Um, they love their Saints here, but everyone was excited about the LSU victory. The LSU victory – and I was talking to some guys last night, and they said – we're not even huge LSU fans, but that was just huge for our state. We mm -hmm. don't go and yeah. no one goes into Alabama and wins. And yeah. that's the hurdle that we thought we could never overcome. But that was huge for the entire state to win that game yesterday. And I love that Orgeron's so on brand. Everything's about Louisiana. Everything's about go like, Tigers. Go, go Tigers. Every, every, every interview ends with go Tigers. Yeah. You know? So, um, Sean, well, by the way, my game day sign of the day was the. Uh, the comparison of Louisiana to a toilet because they, they, they are shaped the same way. Coincidence? I mean, you, put a toilet, you put a toilet next to Louisiana, it looks wow, there. It's shaped like a toilet. That's funny. Todd, last wish, word on college football. Yeah, I wish I, I, it's my wish that everyone would win and lose with humility, but they're just 18, 20 year old kids. True. Um, oh, yeah. I was rooting against LSU because Burrow at halftime is like putting his ear up to the Alabama crowd, like taunting them. I'm like, just go in the locker room and keep shredding the defense like you are and let that speak for you. But, again, he's a 21-year-old kid. I, it's, 
Shoot, I'm glad there wasn't a camera on me when I was 21. So Speaking of guys getting paid, let's go to the NFL. Uh, hey, Thursday, Raiders, don't don't blink, but they're a half game, <laughs> they're half game out. And don't uh, sleep on the Raiders. They are, I, I believe, two and zero in their conference or in their division. I mean, uh, beat the Chargers, right. beat the yeah. Broncos. Um, yeah. They got to play the Chiefs twice still. Yeah. Yeah. So guess guess Chiefs, who I but... picked, Bill? Guess who I picked? <laughs> <laughs> Philip. It was a bad. It was a bad weekend, boys. You went with Philip. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, at any given Sunday, mm. the dreadful Atlanta Falcons mm. go into the. Super Bowl NFC favorite Saints and what happened? Shay, were you at the game today? Or are you? No, I nope. did watch it on Bourbon though. Watched it on okay. <laughs> what was the atmosphere like? Were there any oh. Atlanta fans watching with you? Oh yeah. They hate, so they, Sean, know. you don't understand you guys, how they hate each other. These two teams hate each other. Right. Yeah. It's a huge un, kind of un unheralded rivalry, right, Shay? So they're buses. From Atlanta, they're they have charter buses every year from Atlanta come down for this game. Atlanta is, is, is well represented down here. In this Do some of them bust down just to watch the game on Bourbon Street? They won't even go to the game. Oh, they won't even go to the game. That's awesome. Just to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Bill, Bill, and, and and Sean, I literally have friends, you know, living in the Greater Atlanta area, who were so happy that the Saints, um, they didn't want to see the Saints win the Super Bowl in Atlanta on Atlanta turf, like literally. Wow. So that, they were cheering how, that the Rams beat them last year. Yeah, that's how hated the rivals. And I and I, I moved here, you know, late in life. So I'm like, is it really that big of a deal? They're like, no, the worst nightmare for us would be the Saints winning the Super Bowl on our turf. Wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a huge rivalry. Yeah. It really so, is. And they they didn't squeak out a win. They they beat them pretty pretty heavily. Uh 27 yeah. nine, right? Yeah, they and, and you know what I love they, they kept them out of the end zone. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown, right? That was this three is why I love sports, and Shay, you can attest to it, is Dan Quinn acted like he won the Super Bowl. I mean, for a one in seven team, like when they were making big stops, he was literally – he was all in. And he probably knows he's days away from being fired, but um, he's going he's gonna to coach until Arthur Blank tells him he's no longer the head football coach. And I, I just love that, man. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, another another two-win team uh, gets a win, a much-needed win, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they score inside of two minutes. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens and the boys, they find a way to beat the Bills. My Bills, um, man, that hurt me. That hurt me. Baltimore comes back after their big win on Monday night against the Patriots, uh, and they just destroy the Bengals. Bengals now, yeah. uh, with, with Miami's win at Indianapolis, Bengals the worst team. And a lot of talk about Joe Burrow from Athens, Ohio, uh, possibly Ooh. coming across the state to, to the Bengals. Um, that, that's, a, that's a guaranteed three years of hell for him minimum well, yeah Baltimore looking good and obviously um you know Lamar Jackson kind of moving up into the MVP discussion uh with his performance obviously a fantasy uh, stud right yeah y'all big time that and that touchdown run today um I, I don't get tired of watching that that was amazing mm. right yeah, spin move you know 20 yards down the field with a spin move and then um a little nice little cut back to get in the end zone he is he is fun to watch Yep. Uh, Miami, as I said, wins. Break up um, the Dolphins, man. The Dolphins, <laughs> two yeah, just two weeks, right? <laughs> uh, you saw the snow game up in Green Bay. Uh, they Loved hang on it. to beat. Yeah. Um, they stop Christian McCaffrey on the goal line as time expires um, to to win. They're eight and two, right, Todd? Heading into uh, – yeah. They got a bye week, yeah. I believe, coming up. Didn't you? I hated that play call. I really did. Yeah, I just think you got to put him in space. McCaffrey's yeah. so good. Up the um, middle, I mean, I guess they're trying to trick him maybe. Uh, who knows? 
Yeah. What other games jump out at you, Bill? Your your Buccaneers uh, score a lot of points. Um, Winston not a not a great game again. One one TD and two interceptions, but yeah. but they finds a way on, to win. They hold on, beat the uh, Cardinals, Arians old team. That was very interesting. Yeah. Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk for uh, three touchdowns today. So that was interesting to watch. Yeah, I guess you, I don't know if you heard this, but Kyler Murray's first touchdown pass uh, at a And M. I'm sorry, was he at a And M for a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Murray was? was to Christian Kirk. Yeah, as a mm-hmm. as a college football player before he uh, wow. transferred. So, yeah, it was very interesting. And, and Christian Kirk's out of Scottsdale, right? So my I think I've mentioned before, but um, my my the, my my coworker Patty counts her son played on the same high school team with oh, Christian cool. Kirk, and you know Christian's dad was always on the sideline getting his you know he was one of those dads that knew his boy was going to one day play in the NFL, and so. Mm. Uh, yeah, sometimes you know early on, and he dominated the uh, uh, the re- the section in, in uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale. He was unbelievable. So, you know, wow. wide receiver, DB, kick returner, he did it all. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool that it, yep. you saw it that young, right? Yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, he destroyed my son's high school team three years in a row. It was great. <laughs> Freaking awesome. <laughs> What That's any other games catch your eye, guys? I, I don't know if you Steelers hang on to beat the Rams. Um, yeah. How about the How about the Titans beating the Chiefs? Yeah, that, Todd, you mentioned something about the, uh, the the great play by Tannehill. What happened in that game? Because that was a so they they came back in that game, right? So I was yeah yeah I, and I, and um, I'm a red zone guy, right? Um, so I, there's a lot being thrown at you, but I noticed Tannehill. And I, I don't know if you, any of you saw that game, but he is not the slide first quarterback. I mean, he ran, and he's lowering his shoulder and getting three, four extra yards. And that's kind of what I said. I'm like, dude, he's 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 not a this this cat wants the first down. I mean, he's not he's not sliding. Um, and, and I mean, that's that may not pay off in the long run, right? But I think he's got an opportunity in Tennessee, and he wanted to win a game, and he did. So I was impressed um, with his with his effort for sure. Nice, Shay. How about you? Any any games catch your eye on the? Uh either on the screen or on your phone that you maybe had action on today that you wanted to see what happened? Um, guys, I'll be honest with you. I was so busy celebrating and uh, trash talking for my life. <laughs> <the French parties>. <laughs> 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 we like honesty on the show. Shay, Shay, I know you're, you're, you're a very strong young man, but did you have some Atlanta fans around you to help? Hey, there were a few, but there were times where I think my girlfriend talked more trash than I did. Oh no! And She's writing checks for <laughs> you to cover. You have to, you have to cash that check, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was with you, man. I was with you in spirit, Shay, for sure. <laughs> that ain't helping Shay at the moment. When there's nope, a whole bunch nope. of a whole bunch of drunk Saints fans yelling at him. <laughs> Who dat? Who dat? I believe uh, Trubisky. Uh, Led the, led the Bears over the Lions. The uh, uh, Brian Hoyer-led Lions, right? Oof. And then the New York-New York game, Jets end up winning 24 <laughs> – or 34 to 27, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a good one. Todd, you want to chime in on that? Uh, what, what's going on there in Detroit with Matthew Stafford? So he's having um, – from what I understand, he's having some back problems, right? Um, first of all, the whole story about his wife, she's battling uh, – I think she's been in brain cancer the last couple of years. They have three daughters, two or three daughters, but now he's had a back problem. So he was a late scratch. Um, he's a big guy, probably about six, five, six, six. Bill, you'll attest. 
tall people uh, tend to have more back problems than short people, right? Don't be jinxing me. I'm knocking on wood right now. I'm knocking on wood too. I'm knocking on wood for you. But I know you're I know you're taller than the average bear. But um, yeah, so so uh, that's that's bad news for Detroit and especially Stafford, right? Um, yeah. What do you, what am I missing, Shay? Uh, any anything to add on that? I don't know the full details on it, but I was reading today that it was possibly a fracture in yeah. his back, and he still wanted one of to his play. discs or something, right? Yeah, uh, and he wanted to play anyway against the medical yeah. staff. He wanted to go ahead and play. Well, I, yeah. I saw it was Schefter, I think, who said he's out this week or three weeks. They don't know for sure. Mm. So it doesn't sound like it's a season-ending thing, uh, but yeah, that's you're talking about broken bone, or I don't care what kind of fracture, right? That's kind of weird, especially and, in the back. And that's a guy who's, who signed a big contract. And again, all the life issues that, that he's gone off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he, he really genuinely wants to play, not only for the city, but for his team. And um, yeah, yeah. So hope, get well, get well to Matthew. I'd love to see him back. Uh, I don't think the Lions have any chance of doing anything good this season, but um, would love to see him back, back and playing. Yeah. Right. Um, next week's games, guys. Uh, the Thursday night game is the uh, well. Actually, let's let's start tomorrow night's games. I must watch Monday Night Ooh. Football. First one in a while. We've had uh, Seahawks, Seattle at right? San Francisco. Yeah, um, undefeated San Francisco. Yeah, wow. huge, huge, uh, huge game for Seattle uh, to hold serve in the in the West. Um, you know, just but San Francisco obviously hitting on all cylinders. Uh, you know, that's gonna be a fun game to watch. Great Thursday's defense, game yeah. is uh, hey, real quick, Sean. Would you, yeah, we'd all want to have a beer with Jimmy G, right? I mean, <laughs> last last year he made uh headlines because he went on a date with a, a with a porn star, which um, you know, he got he got some flack for. I'm like, dude, he's a single guy, leave him alone. And then last week he called Aaron, uh, Aaron Andrews' baby. He's like, uh, she was interviewing, and he said something like, uh, thanks a lot, baby, and left. I'm like, I- I'd love to have two, three beers of that guy and see, see what he's all about. <laughs> right. So anyway. Yeah. Um, Steelers play at Cleveland on Thursday. Uh, you know, Cleveland, one of those teams. Yeah, that, that'd be good. Much like, much like the, uh, much like the uh, Falcons, not eliminated yet. We talked about it early in the season. The back end of their schedule is, is lighter than, than you expect. Remember they already beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Um, so if they could somehow, you know, beat Steelers, they got the Still Bengals, yep. they got Miami, they've got uh, Bengals twice, Pittsburgh twice. Um, Pittsburgh's another team that, you know, if they can somehow, you know, they're, they're what, four and four now with the win today over the Rams. So big game on Thursday. And then, and then boy, one o'clock game, uh, fantasy football. Let's make sure we watch next month, next month, next Sunday at one, the Texans play at the Ravens. Oh, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. That's great. Mm, that could be a that could be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Jay, what you got, man? I saw you wait. No, I was just saying that the uh, the Steelers are five and four. Five and four. Okay. Five and four. Okay. Yeah. Eddie Eddie Barenbaum, excited, Sean. His yeah. uh, prognostication <laughs> might be coming true after being yeah, one so and three. Steelers have the Steelers had a bye week then, or they got to have one coming up then, right? After maybe maybe they have a bye week after the Thursday night game. Maybe. Then yeah. the Browns. Probably play Thursday and then they have a week off. Yeah, I'll check real quick. Yeah. That'd be my guess. No. Um, No? They do. Well, no, they play Thursday. No, they've already had their bye. They already had their bye. Okay. No bye. Okay. 
Well, let's let's call it a, a show, guys. Let's uh, let's go around the horn. Shay, what do you got coming up? You you fly back to Portland on Tuesday or Wednesday? You said or Tuesday? On Tuesday, I'm going to go check out a Pelicans game minus Zion tomorrow. Houston nice. Rockets are in town, so go see uh, Brody okay. and the Beard. Um, and see their dynamic duo in the Mike D'Antoni non-defense system. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> or head back. <laughs> All right. Good. Todd, how about you, bud? Yeah, big, uh, big week. A lot of um, – I don't know if I mentioned this, but we opened a training center in, in uh, our local office here. So we're having uh, classes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, <laughs> bore the heck out of you, but exciting, uh, exciting for us stores and hardware people on, on what, what they can learn. And also, Sean, um, I mentioned earlier, uh, 2019, uh, fortunate enough to win city finals. The last one, um, was in 2005, blink of an eye, 14 years goes by. So this week I'm going to focus personally on, uh, uh, counting my blessings, right? Um, trying to live in the moment and appreciate what you have because uh, there's there's no guarantees that I'll ever win another one of these. I'm going to flaunt it right here. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. Nice. Good for you, Todd. Congratulations awesome. to you and the boys. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Bill, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, really loved the episode last week with Ginny Lee. Uh, a lot of, lot of after the after the show uh, social chatter. Uh, she was a great, great guest. Yeah, you're on a roll. You're on a roll. So I believe you got Eric Sachs coming up. Eric Sachs with Breakthrough Brokers this week. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to a happy hour with Jeffrey Kirshner and, uh, and uh, Anthony Malafronte. We're, we're going to go hang out, uh, relive nice. some the New York days. That'll be going fun. Going to Green Bench, or where are you going to go? We're going to Miller's Ale House. So okay. we're going to be over in Tampa by the airport where he's staying. So keep it simple. Okay, um, good. And then I'm in uh, Lee County for a day and a half, then off to Orlando for two more days after that. So I'm on the road all week. Um, but that's all good. I'm having a lot of fun helping out the uh, East Coast operation. So it's been, you know, they didn't, they don't have someone doing what I do. So when I head over there, they uh, jam my schedule full and which mm -hmm. makes, for, makes for a great day. Probably exciting because everybody's ex excited to hear, you know, it's not the, oh, Bill's here again. It's, hey, we got someone coming in to share some ideas. Exactly. They're just kind of like, hey, something different, which is great. So it's a lot of fun. Good, good. Uh, guys, for me, I have, you know, it's, the, the stuff they don't show you on the HGTV and Bravo shows about realtors uh, this week, I have a seller who's got some basement work needed. And so they're an older couple. And so I'm meeting that, you know, I, I'm the person that's kind of the face for the, the repair guys and the handyman and the, you know, calling middleman in the middleman, right? Yeah. Going to just, you know, kind of make sure everything's getting done the way it needs to get done. And uh, so that's a lot of details. And then obviously finishing up my, my draft uh, for the event next week in Arkansas. And then Ryan and I head off to uh, Nashville on Wednesday after his school's out. And then we head into Starkville uh, for a couple days visit. He's going to play golf with some of the kids in the professional golf management program on Thursday. I'll do a little presentation to the cold banker group down there on Thursday, Friday, we're going to sit in on some classes and then watch the junction, uh, watch the kids kind of take their spots in the tailgate, which is called the junction at Mississippi state. And then get to go to Alabama and Mississippi State on, on Friday or a Saturday at, um, at Wade Davis Stadium. So always fun to go to a, a neutral game that you don't really care about and uh, get a chance to see Alabama in person. And uh, should be a should be a fun week. So, guys, great chat with you as always. Shay, thanks for jumping on with us on a busy week for you. Todd and Bill, as always, uh, great talking to you. On behalf of the guys, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.